Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, Jim, the uh, general manager and head coach of the Wild, met with the media yesterday uh, and, uh, you know, talked about the team and so forth. There is still some dead cap money they were dealing with uh, this year, but, uh, you know, they wanted to make sure that, you know, people knew that they don't consider the season a failure because they didn't advance. And I, it seems to me as though the athletes and coaches, they understand that part of it. Fans take the losses and the end of a season, it seems like, a lot harder than they do the guys that are actually involved. Oh, no doubt about it. Because for fans, it's always it's all about emotion for fans. Yep. And, and that's why fans should never run pro sports franchises. <laughs> they tend to overreact to everything. And listen, that's okay. You know, fans are allowed to do that because – uh, they are allowed to say one minute, I can't believe that, you know, can't believe, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example here, yeah. you know, can't believe they put Bucks in DH and hit seven home runs in the first month. Oh, why Why doesn't the DH fall? I mean, <laughs> a, a fan can change their mind in five seconds, and there's no neg- There's no negative. Yeah. Uh, the sports manager has to deal with manage. I mean, the word manager really means managing downside, right? That's what managers have to do. General managers, baseball managers, head coaches, they have to mitigate downside, and they always have to factor that into every decision they make. Now, I would say this: it really comes down to the old debate. You know, is the is do you consider the NHL to be a regular season sport because they play 82 regular season games and six months of entertainment, or do you consider it to be a postseason sport because almost everybody gets in the postseason? So why why isn't the postseason what determines whether it's success or failure? Mm-hmm. I, you know, and any fan can determine. This season was a success because they did a great job of navigating the regular season and having a really good, interesting regular season. If what you care about is the postseason, then the season was a failure because they took a two-games-to-one lead against a beatable opponent and then choked it away. Mm. Um, I tend to to think I kind of want both. I think the regular season is what's most important because that's no matter what happens in the postseason, you're going to play 82 regular season games. Uh, Teams in this day and age, cannot afford because of TV, because of ticket sales, because of concessions, everything else is built into their business model. They can't afford to not be involved, Not can't afford to not play meaningful games in the regular season. So the Wild almost every year give us 82 meaningful games. That's a business success. That's a marketing success. That's in some ways a sports success. It's also okay to be to say, hey, they should have, played better in the postseason they didn't play well in the postseason right right and boy that's a common theme I thought I saw in your newspaper it's 50 consecutive postseasons now without reaching a conference final for Minnesota pro sports teams so uh, thus the rising angst among fans uh, certainly who would like to see some at least some postseason success if not you know championships necessarily as I think we realize that that's going to be difficult uh, to do and uh, without being on one of the coasts yeah, and we have seen the, – the thing is, we see other teams rise up and have a moment. Mm-hmm. The Miami-Florida Marlins have won two World Series. Um, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers have won an NBA title. The San Antonio Spurs – San Antonio is a small town in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They, they, when they had the right combination of NBA players, they won multiple titles. Uh, Sacramento is a, kind of a nothing town in Northern California with no, none of the advantages of being on the coast. And they have now risen up and, and shown something, even though they didn't win a playoff series. They're on the way. I, I don't know. It's, there are ways to win in other markets. Uh, it's not easy. It can be done. You need some luck. 
Um, I think the Twins are putting together a team that could contend for a world to go to the World Series one of these years. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings are putting together a team that, if they get the right quarterback or the right kind of quarterback play at like Kirk Cousins, could threaten. Um, the Wolves, if Anthony Edwards becomes a, a Jordan or LeBron-type figure and they surround him with good pieces, you could see him winning big. Uh, the Wild play in a sport where now the Kraken have a one nothing lead in the second round of the playoffs. Right. So obviously it can be done in the NHL. This might have been a great year for the Wild to play well in the postseason because the Bruins are out of the way. Uh, you know the the Avalanche are out of the way. This might have been the good. This might have been the right year to have a good postseason run. So it can happen. It's hard to expect it. It's hard to predict it, but it can happen. I, I just wouldn't be shocked if one of these teams won one in the next five years. Let's talk Twins a little bit. Your man, Lavelli Neal, uh, wants the Twins to start putting Buxton out in center field. I think a lot of people feel that way, but so far it has worked to have him DH. But now Kirilov is healthy again in the outfield, so maybe they need to to free up uh, a spot. To, hard telling, you know, it, it does create kind of a logjam in the outfield once Buxton uh, starts playing out there. It does. Now, there's nothing – listen – I love Lavelle, and we talk about these things on our podcast all the time. What they can't have happen is they can't, and and what we've seen happen this month has has been what the theme has been throughout Buxton's career. When he's in the lineup, even when he's not in center field, when he's in the lineup, they win 60% of their games. Hmm. When he's not in their lineup, they win about 40% of their games. It's that dramatic. Hmm. Uh, You have to have him in the lineup. If you think him playing center field is going to lead to an injury or to him needing more days off, then you just can't do it. Mm. Now, I do think sometime in the next six weeks or so, they're going to play him in center field. He stole a base yesterday, or mm. the other day, whatever day it was. Uh, that's a great sign that he had not been running, uh, he had not been stealing bases. The fact that they would cut him loose to steal a base, uh, slide hard in second base, means they, they're feeling pretty good about his legs. Mm. He has run the bases aggressively and well lately. I think he's going to be out in center field sometime in the next two months, whether it's next week or month and a half, whatever. You just can't rush it. And you rush it and he gets hurt and he look like idiots. It does make sense, though, with the cold weather that we were having, yeah. uh, you know, to, to have him DH. And like you said, at least he's been in the lineup, uh, if not in center field. But, you know, I mean, and I know you're not saying this, that, that his value is reduced without him in center field, but it's further reduced if he isn't in the lineup at all. Right. Uh, and that's the thing. He needs to be in the lineup, yeah. uh, number one. He's your best power hitter. Uh, he might hit 50 home runs this year. He makes the lineup go. Uh, he scores from first. You know, he just all does all things. Of course, he's a great center fielder. And you want him in center field. That's not part of the debate. Of course, you want him out there. Uh, when, and when he's ready to go out there, there's nothing wrong with having Michael Taylor go back to being a fourth outfielder. That's what he was signed to do, really. Yeah. Uh, he's done a good job, but he's not Byron Buxton. So when Buxton's ready, yes, play him out there. Uh, having Now, Kirilov is a really interesting case. I talked to bunch of twins officials about him in this last weekend Mm -hmm. and they said if Kirilov is right he makes them better no doubt about it and he might be a 30 home run 100 rbi guy you know prorated over the course of a season Mm -hmm. of course he makes you better what their concern is they've called him up in the past and he's told him he felt great and then three or four days later he tells ah my wrist is sore i'm gonna need some days off and all of a sudden you brought him up to play every day and he can't play every day and now he's taking up a roster spot and he's not producing and his wrist is sore and you're just kind of stuck. Also, they, they told me that some of the home, the home runs he's hitting in AAA are off, frankly, not pitches he's going to see in the major league. So they don't want to overreact to that. 
if once he's completely ready, they do want him in the lineup. They don't want to call him up and have him take up a roster spot and then cut Nick Gordon, who's their best overall utility player, or have to get rid of uh, you know somebody else on the roster who actually plays a valuable role. They're also going to get Kyle Farmer back here in a little bit, and they need him because he's their, true, their only true backup shortstop, and he's a good right-handed hitter, and they need that. So they want Kirilov up, but they don't want to play yo-yo. They want him to be absolutely ready. How will you know, I guess, is the thing. And, you know, the surgery that he had was pretty dramatic, uh, that uh, avulsion yep. surgery as they're chipping off pieces of bone to make it fit better. It's kind of controversial as well. I've I've read that not everybody really likes that surgery very much. Hopefully that did fix him and his wrist, but they won't know, I suppose, until they do call him up. Well, one of two things are going to happen. Either he's going to play every day without complaint and mm-hmm. tear it up, and they're going to go, okay, we, you know, he's forced our hand. We have to bring him up. Yep. Or somebody's going to get hurt, and they'll bring him up, and that's almost always what happens. I swear to God, every conversation I have with a Twins fan about why aren't they bringing this guy up, you know, mm-hmm. let's pound the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, three days later, somebody gets hurt, and they bring him up. Yep. Yeah, because that's, that's how it is. Now we see the depth in the starting rotation that that we were talking about before the year uh, come to the fruition here with Louis Varland uh, pitching tonight for the Twins. How about Royce Lewis? I keep reading good things that he's kind of ahead of the timetable, but again, they're, they're kind of loaded with talent right now at the big league level, even once he is healthy. They are, uh, and he's a really hard worker. He's a great guy. He is tremendously talented. Uh, and, of course, you want him to be healthy and ready to come up, but there's just no rush right now, you know? Uh, and their utility players have done really well. Nick Gordon has not hit, but if you look at, like, his BABIP and you know, he's hit, hitting some bad luck, which can make your early season numbers look like he had a pinch hit home run last night where he just jacked the ball. That's a great sign. Solano's been excellent. Kyle Farmer they expect a lot out of. Um, so they just don't need him at the moment. So I think they want him to just – of course they want him to be ready as soon as possible. They don't want him to rush anything. And once again, there will be an injury midseason where they say, perfect spot for for Royce Lewis. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.